Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast on jewishcoffeehouse.com, the show where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca Brady, your host. Okay, welcome to the show, Margalit Moreski. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll hear about your cousin. Um, I'm Margalit Moreski, and um, I'm Israeli, live in America now, past six years, I'll say. I have four kids. I am a behavioral psychologist, and I'm here to talk about my cousin that died in Gaza 30 days ago. Today it's his Shloshin. Thank you so much for letting me share my own tragedy, which is also an Israel tragedy. Just start by telling us a little bit about him. I would like to share a real story that was a truly inspiring IDF commander who gave his life defending Am Israel. What's his name? Uriel Cohen. On October 7th, 2023, Uriel was in the middle of the Simchat Torah celebrations in Suadasa. He celebrated with his family and his friends when he received an urgent call from his commander that a war started in Israel and he has to get immediately to Kfar Gaza. So when he received the phone call from his commander, he, he hugged his wife and his daughters, one two years old and one six months old, his wife Hannah, and rushed to join his Givat unit in their fight against Hamas. In the Israeli army, each soldier has a specific role and real was a combat officer and he led a group of soldiers. They were among the first units to be called into Gaza, chosen for their excellence. Muriel was true to the spirit of a commander. He led the way with courage and strong and faith and in, with immense love to Israel and Am Israel and with willingness to sacrifice himself for this important cause. Like true Mesirut Nefesh. Uriel's army boots were among the first to touch the ground in Gaza and throughout the battles. I always sent him messages of uh, support and strength and, and asked him if everything is okay. And he would like respond back asking for our prayers and to be supportive as much as we can from here with our Tfilot to be united and to make Masim Tovim and everything, just always to keep in mind. And his big mission was to return back the hostages. And he and his unit fought relentlessly, facing battles day after day, nights after night, until they reached the Mediterranean Sea. They called it Nova Beach, named in a memory of a tragic music festival that were 450 Israelis found their death, and it became a symbol for their journey. actually have those pictures that he's holding a big sign. It says, like, Nova Beach and his soldiers around him. And they're all with a big smile, like a big victory on their face, that they reached to this part of the war, which was... Um, big symbol for them. They made a big deal out of it because they crossed from the beginning 
to the sea is that was like the first level of the war. They called it the first stage of the war. It was also a big success because they had a cooperation of the Air Force and and before they got into the state, the second stage of the war, which is what we're experiencing right now, the most dangerous part of Gaza, which is south of Gaza, Sajaya and all those parts are the most dangerous parts of the war because it's in the very dense population that lives there and the seniors that the senior terrorist houses are there and each house is literally very dangerous in terms of they have the tunnels and weapons everywhere many terrorists that coming out of tunnels and booby traps it's crazy so before the second stage of the war we went back home to Tsuadasa to see his family after two months from the beginning of the war that he did not see them that's called after in army terms it means that few days of break we all took this time to visit his family and his wife and girls and before returning for the second stage of war his wife told him listen you don't have to go back he was volunteering the whole time he didn't even get savshmone which is like to be called to gaza to be called with his unit but he literally volunteered to go there because he felt that he's part of something very big he can't leave his unit all of a sudden they have to finish what they started and he went back he said i am their commander i have to be there they expecting me they trusting me he went back so at the second stage super dangerous and on december 18th oriel took a brief break again to celebrate his 34th birthday they were in the middle of a very very intense fighting but his commander told him okay you can go it's it's your birthday it's your mom's birthday you should go and celebrate with her he went he sent us lots of pictures of him with flowers sending to his mom and with him with kids and we were so happy and we told him like please keep being safe and hope we will return back and he said don't worry i'm fine i'll be fine when he get, went back after 24 hours that they gave him he went back to to fight it was december 19th during the late night after they finished they finished their shift or their call if you will say someone said in a kemakhshir kasher which is like a commander asks whoever is available whichever unit is available please we really really need you right now to help us bring some tactical equipment he like he gave them a list we need this we need this there is a there is a force of givati that fighting right now it was 11 p.m. at night fighting right now and we need your help asap and his unit finished for the day but he said i will do that and he volunteered again <laughs> as he always did and he went on it's called a hammer so there is like big hammer that there are two levels and he sat at near his driver Liel and Liel from the other side from the right side of course and uh, he's a little bit higher but he can see and he's with his gun that if you will say something there he can shoot right away soldiers behind him 
I have pictures of all this. I would love to share if you will want to see how it looks like. I, the driver really, I sat with him like, on the, like during the Shiva of, of my cousin Riel and he explained to me exactly like what happened and what are they, what they did there. So in between them, it was like a big, lots of tactical equipment that they took with them. And the driver had night vision goggles, so he could only see the way. And there were like maybe five vehicles that went out together to bring to the force that fighting in Sajaya, the tactical equipment. And he was, he was sitting and all of a sudden they got ambushed by Hamas terrorists that started to shoot on them bullets from nowhere. And Uriel died right away. He, it, it hits his head. He died on like on the spot, but nobody knew yet because nobody heard anything. It was like a big chaos. And they told them, please return back to the spot that you started, like that you came from, because this is dangerous. There are many of them, many of the terrorists that attacking us. We don't know where, like we can't see so well, so just go back. And when they all got back, some of the soldiers said, which means he, he fall. So they went to the doctor and everything. And of course, he declared that Riel is no longer with us. It was like a big miracle so that his buddy, I mean, he fell, but his buddy saved his own soldier, soldiers that were sitting behind him. And also it was like a big emergency aid that was hanged, that also blocked the bullets, all the bullets that came from the right side. And nobody, nobody else got injured or hurt beside Uriel. And they figured out that their friend is no longer with them and their brave commander was gone. Uriel's Nishama sent it to Kisakovod, the highest place in Shemaim. And according to our Jewish Amuna, a person willing to sacrifice their life for Am Israel goes directly to heaven, where the holiest Neshemot reside. From there, they continue to seek mercy from Hashem, for Am Israel, and that's where I share that my cousin is right now with all of the holiest Neshemot. How are you related to him? So my mom and his mom are sisters. They made Aliyah together with the parents and lived very close to each other. They did everything together. All the holidays, everything, all the celebrations and events, and my birthday parties were all surrounded by his family. And he was like a brother to me because when his parents were severely injured in a car accident, his dad was in coma for three days. And his mom went through hell with, like she needed to have many, many surgeries because she was trapped with a car, another car under, she was under a car and her leg and her arm smashed. So she couldn't function. And my mom adopted Daniel and Avital, which are his siblings. And he was seven years old when it happened. So he was very close to me in age. So I'm four years above him, but he slept in my room and 
always talk to me about his dreams and chatty chat all the time. And I was like falling asleep already, but he loved to talk and he was very, very happy all the time, energetic and funny and loved to help everybody all the time. And uh, humble, so humble. He Like he was so smart. He worked at the bank and he was like helping people with their mortgage and like calculation of many things and never understand what he's saying. But he always like was humble about what he's doing. And he just got promoted in his, it was work like a month before he died. And he was working at the bank like in Tel Aviv, Mizrahi Tfachot. So he was like a brother to me, he was Ben Bait. He was, for a few years, my mom adopted them. So for me, he was like another brother. I babysit him, I was very close, very close to him. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, despite like his passing, I'm certain that his beautiful Neshama is with us, still with us. And I'm so proud of him for sacrificing his life for Am Yisrael and ensuring we can visit, we can visit Eretz Yisrael because of Uriel, because of soldiers like him. We can allow ourselves to go there and to visit all those places and with no fear. Tomorrow, my family is going to Haaretzel. They're going to reveal his stone. And Haaretzel is a holy place. It is a military cemetery where great Israeli leaders and like Zev Jabutinsky and Golda Meir are buried. But it's also the final resting place for heroes like Uriel. And I'm inviting everybody, wherever, whenever you're going to Israel, to visit this place because the prayers from there goes directly to heaven. And and you can ask God anything you want because those tzaddikim are real tzaddikim, those heroes. There is a story of like one woman from Elad that came to the Lubavitch Rebbe and she she asked him what to do. She doesn't have she doesn't have where to pray. She wants to go to the to Tzadika place, but there is no such places near her town, or she doesn't know if to to go to travel to ask for from Hashem for her wishes. And Rabbi said, "You should go to an IDF cemetery where soldiers are buried, because." This is where the holiest Neshamot and the holiest Neshamot are. souls are there, and you can ask anything you want. So I just wanted to say to Will, if you can hear me, I know that he's there, and he, his loss is really profound for us and for me and for all Am Yisrael. And may your Neshama Will. In heaven, have an aliyah and be a blessing to us all. And I miss you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you.